Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ricky, and with me as always is Bill. Hey. And James. Hey there. We're a couple of disabled guys passionate about gaming and accessibility, and together we are Wheel Life Problem. Hi guys, and welcome back. How are you guys doing? I am doing pretty good. I, uh, as you guys can see, I'm a little bit snazzier than usual. Well, at least the people that are watching can see. Um, I'm a little bit snazzier than usual, and that's just because we had a job interview today for a uh, grocery kind of store. So, hopefully oh, snazzy, that. Snazzy. Like I have a tie on. <laughs> Looking real good for the wheel life. All I'll right. strip later on Chatterbait. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> you say Chatterbait? <laughs> I've never it's heard a, of this. It's, it's a suggestive site. The, the only reason why I know about it is because we always make jokes about the fact of like oh, an well, after-hour stream. <laughs> I, I know what it is, but it sounds like you said cheddar, like cheddar cheese. Like I cheddar. mean, I, I mean, cheddar is pretty good. I mean, I don't, I don't like it like that, but you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, talk my language now. <laughs> cheese. Okay. Yeah. We, on with <laughs> the show. A, a cheesy episode. All right, let's see. All right, so basically last time we talked lots and lots about controllers, and today we are continuing that controller talk, aren't we? So what do we have, boys and girls? Where do we leave off? Where do we want to pick up on video game controllers well bill um you were talking some you were saying something about um call of duty mobile that was in the yeah. news recently yeah i've been um there so that when they initially released it um i guess my understanding was in some areas they if the of the country were able to play with a controller or something like that or the release came out where you could use a controller and um I would say that the touchscreen for this game, it does play, it's a little bit more intuitive than most. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I know some people, you know, might ask the question, like, why would you play on on mobile devices at all? But the games are actually starting to become a lot uh, a lot better on uh, on mobile devices at this point. And I feel like, um, the controller options are kind of limited because what you're looking at is pretty much um, you pretty much have either some sort of device that hooks onto the screen that is like overlaying over the buttons that already exist and then it has some press function which to me seems like a, an okay way of doing things there's this one controller called the uh, the claw that basically what it does is it hooks onto the front of the screen and then it gives you um, triggers, basically, and then you just position them up at the top of the screen, and then you still move around with the um, with the um, you know the uh, what is it the touch part, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and it seems to be like a kind of a cool sort of way to do it, but I feel like I feel like why don't they have controller? Um, things because my my thing is is that i just saw with the new call of duty that's coming out they're actually setting it up to where if you are playing with a controller on like if you're playing with someone that happens to have it on console 
there's actually a setting where you can set it up to where basically you um, you disable the matchmaking to where it wouldn't be with people that are keyboard and mouse. So that way there isn't an unfair advantage for, say, a PC player that's playing controller that's also playing with console players. So I feel like it'd be cool if they would make some sort of compromise on mobile because if they can do it on a console, I don't see why they couldn't do it on a mobile device, you know? Yeah, like yeah. Sorry, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, Call of Duty is cross-platform um, already. Um, this is the first time that they're doing it, though, which is kind of cool. That I had no idea about. But the, Yeah, so that, yeah. The device you are talking about earlier sounds like it gives you, like, tactile feedback with some extra functionality. Um, basically, let me see if I can look at the device to give you a better, um, a better grasp on what I'm talking about. I think James might know what I'm hinting at, but I don't know if I explained it well either for either one of you. Oh, no, I mean, I know what you're talking about. I'm just, uh, I'm just Mm. talking ignorantly just to get more information. Yeah, so this is called the Mobile Claw, and basically the, the concept of it is basically, yeah, so you're, they're like clamps. They're clamps that you can, you can slide on the top of the phone, and then it's got, it's got a silicone thing on the other side of it that's just slightly above the, um, where the button actually is, the digital button actually is, and then it gives you, yeah, it gives you that, that feedback. Um, so basically you can do your, you can do your, uh, you know, you could set it up to where you can do one trigger on the, one trigger would be run and aim and then fire and crouch because typically what a lot of gamers like to be able to do, if they can modify the key bindings on regular controllers, they will, um, you know, they'll actually put the, the, the run on a, uh, on a trigger as opposed to the jump. Um, or vice versa, because, you know, then that way they can aim and fire while they're running. Hmm. Very interesting. Yep. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting how controllers are finding their way to, like, mobile devices now, too. I mean, mobile devices have, like, their own controller mechanisms, but all, you know, I guess the complaint is, you know, they're not very, uh, intuitive unless you're, like, looking right at the screen and such but well actually i can i can give you a better better clue to this because i forgot we have this lovely thing called discord no way so there's that then there was also a switch controller that this company makes that i actually thought was kind of neat it's kind of set up like an xbox controller which we've talked about before but it it just looked like it would be uh it would feel pretty nice to someone. Right. Let's just have a moment of silence here where we all look at this controller. Yeah. <laughs> In honor of it. Yeah, it looks... It, I mean, that's basically just an Xbox controller, right? Well, see, that's for the Switch, yeah. I mean, it basically... That's the closest one looking, like an Xbox controller that I've ever seen. Hmm. Like that one, that one is really close to it. And I don't know. Uh, what? It, 
Have you have you uh, used the uh, Pro controller or the Xbox controller, James? Uh, no, I, I don't have an Xbox, and the for the Switch, I use the like an eight bit do third party. Oh controller. yeah, you... yeah. So it, it looks like a SNES pad with some uh, analog sticks stuck onto it. It's really good, but it's very small. It doesn't have the 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 wings on the side, the big grips that most <laughs> modern controllers do. Um, right. But right. it's funny that um, we were talking about COD and how that has taken or removed like full controller support from the mobile versions because Apple just recently released iOS 13. I think it's iOS, if that's, if that's still what they're calling it these days. And with that came the launch of Apple Arcade that we mentioned as several, many episodes ago when it was announced. And one of the uh, conditions, yeah. yeah. So one of the conditions of Apple Arcade for your game to be on it, I think, is that it supports controllers. And so to facilitate that, Apple have, for the, I think, for the first time now, started natively supporting um, like Xbox One and PlayStation Four controllers and things like that. So, you know, while COD is sort of pushing back against controller support on mobile, you know, the the, the big hardware manufacturer Apple is starting to embrace it because it knows basically. You know, if you're playing a game on your on your PC or on your console, yeah, you kind of want the same experience on your phone or on your tablet. Right. So what I'm wondering is, does this mean that there's a fight between the developers and um, between the Apple Arcade, like what they what they actually want their product to be, or if I'm wondering if there's a condition where you know I'm wondering if there's some con- contract. Uh, type of deal where Apple basically says if you want to be on our platform you have to allow support for you know um, controllers and such. Yeah I think it's the latter I think they're basically if you want on it then you have to you have to have controller support but it's a very from what I've heard about it the way that developers got on it it's a very um, curated set of games so it's not like say Steam where anyone can just put something on it, there's uh, it's a lot more difficult to get your game on that service than it is on most others. That somehow does not surprise me because I feel like Apple has always kind of had this sort of, um, I hate to say elitist, but I can't think of any other any other way of thinking of it because I mean, if you just look at the way Steve Jobs sort of, well, they just have a strict code and conduct type of thing that you have to pass through, kind of just like the rap store. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really see that as necessarily a bad thing because, I mean, I'm seeing some of the games here and it's definitely very, um, I mean, I don't, I'm not seeing anything that's really sticking out to me as being like uh, Like a set, uh, sort of essential purchases, yeah. But the one thing that I do see is that it looks like they are definitely um, not, uh, not uh, downing on the... Uh, or not looking down on any sort of indie developers because there's quite a few indie style games in here. So that's kind of a um, kind of cool to see that they're actually, you know, not just going for AAA stuff, but they're actually trying to, um, you know, put some interesting games on there. But I digress. <laughs> right, and I think the controller support, if I had to make like a an assumption, would probably come off. The fact that on the Apple TV that there is an app store, that the only way you could play games on that was uh, 
if you've ever had an Apple TV, like the remote for that is just a little tiny rectangle with four buttons and a little track. Yeah, yeah. You'd have huh. to turn that sideways to try and play games, which would be a nightmare. So I think some backlash from that is why they want started going with controller support and realizing that, you know, people want to use the Apple TV for more than just watching things. They want to, you know, you know, the the casual gamer wants a way to play games too without having to drop five hundred bucks on a system, you know. Yeah, so I mean it sounds like a good I think Apple Arcade sounds like a fairly good deal for what they're for what you're paying for it. I think there's maybe a free first month or something maybe but and the um, Apple TV is only about a hundred bucks too. Yeah, yes, yeah, so that's that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But that's I'm just wondering where does their controller support stop? You know. Well, that I presume sense. that they're if they're handling if they're accepting both like PlayStation and Xbox devices, then I presume that they'll update it and keep keep it going with whatever the the popular devices are of the day, just so long as it can connect it via Bluetooth. You should be fine. Yeah. I, I think my mic cut out again. Did it? I don't know. Sorry. That's <laughs> cool. This microphone giving me doo-doo. Yeah. For those uh, listening to the podcast, this episode started recording a little later because of a whole host of issues. And <laughs> part of that was uh, technical problems. Technical yes. problems, scheduling yes. conflicts. Yeah, yeah. So all the above. What? It's one um, of those episodes where anything that can go wrong will go wrong. <laughs> so precisely, but um, I don't know. I feel like uh, there are a lot more. It seems like controllers are going a lot more places than they uh, once were, and there's a lot more options. But I mean, it's good from the developer side that they're. Uh, you know, someone seeing the need for that type of support. Um, the fact that they're going out of their way to kind of highlight that as a support feature that they are offering, I feel like kind of shows the the kind of uh, excitement and sort of like eagerness people are having towards playing uh, on mobile devices more and more. Um, I think game selection is becoming better as a also, you know. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you guys is like if we're look if you look at the evolution of the controller itself, you know, it first it started off with limited buttons and wired controller, and then it became to more buttons, still wired, and then uh sixty four introduced like the rumble pack, which you know finally integrated vibrations into the controller, still wired, and then wireless, but with no rechargeable batteries, like uh the Xbox controller, so to speak, for three sixty was batteries unless you bought that it, that external battery pack and chargers things and now everything's is like integrated battery wireless what do you think is the next step in evolution of controllers oh i'm hoping that there isn't one for a little while honestly um yeah yeah because i feel like um most of the big innovations over the past past few years whether it's like um sort of tilt or motion controls or sort of connect style depth just like you are the controller sort of stuff um They've all been quite gimmicky, quite sort of temporary, like temporary fads, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I just don't see why we can't just play all the games that we have with SNES controllers, honestly. <laughs> good proper, get a good three-button Mega Drive controller in there. But that's just... <laughs> just yeah. Being, just being a bit that of a curmudgeon. 
That takes away diversity, James. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, um, I've become a pretty big fan of the um, Xbox One controller, but I feel like the Xbox One controller and the GameCube controller, the GameCube controller is probably uh, one of my favorites. Um, I've really liked playing with it again, uh, playing Link's Awakening, which I'm almost done with. I'm like nice. to my la- to the last boss, and it's pissing me off because I got I got I thought it was only a five stage boss. Then I get to the the next part of it, and I'm like, you know, on three hearts, and then I <laughs> oh, I, do, uh, do you know the trick though? Do you have the Do you know the strategy? Because uh, it's funny you bring this up because I just a couple of days ago finished uh, Link's Awakening DX on the Game Boy Color, which I think well, the boss. I think the boss fights are basically the same. Well, because there was a fire bat. I got past that part. Then he goes into the next stage after that. I know we're digressing a little bit here, but I don't know what... I don't have any more to talk about Yeah, we, controllers. We, we really probably don't. shouldn't be dropping uh, Link's Awakening final boss strategies and spoilers on the... Yeah, so... <laughs> but anyways, anyways, he's annoying me. Yeah. The last boss annoying me and i'm sure there's a trick to it but uh that i have yet to figure out but uh that is a great game like i i hands down i do have to say that that is uh i can understand why that is a uh why they got remade in the first place um because it's just a solid uh zelda for sure see why ricky likes it as much as he does oh i love it that's. I mean, I guess I went over that last last episode why I love it, but yeah, I love it. But if anybody's watching or listening, we need to figure out a way to figure out this controller situation for Ricky because I feel like we need to we need to make a stream happen with me and him playing something. It has to happen. <laughs> we'll make it happen. So I can kick your ass in some games. <laughs> P- possibly, you know. I mean, it's never too early to shit talk. <laughs> right, right. I mean, um, you know, your one buddy Justin usually wipes the floor with me, so maybe you, <laughs> maybe you can train with him. Well, speaking on controllers, I did have. I think I've mentioned this before that I did have someone make me a controller, or someone just gutted an Xbox controller and put it onto like a giant. It was like a three foot long, three foot by like two foot rectangle that I laid on my lap, and just like all the buttons were like really far apart. And I did manage to play Assassin's Creed 2 with that somehow. And well, interesting. Now the question I'm wondering is would would you, would you be able to actually use the accessible controller for the that they made for the Xbox like the you know the Xbox 1? I'm I don't know if you've ever Yeah, we've gone I, over that gone over this before that it's just a it's a big I don't know cuz I mean that's basically just like a giant switch hub that you can add switches and things to. And I guess if I got everything proper for it, I, there might be. Might yeah, because I was considering actually buying one myself just for the purpose of, you know, if, if you know, experimentation. if experimentation and maybe, you know, any of my friends that, you know, want to try to figure out, you know, take a way to game better, you know, because I got a lot of friends online and I got you actually close by. 
where we could try out some things and figure out, you know, maybe what works for some people and what doesn't work. Right. Because yeah. it'd be cool. It'd just be cool to have the device for, you know, my own experimentation just to see, like, hey, this is what works, this is what doesn't work. Because, I mean, I know there's a lot of there's resources out there, but it just seems like it's so hard to tap into them. Right. So, um, because, you know. Ricky, what games are you playing just now then? You mentioned a while ago you were playing StarCraft 2. So I beat that, and nice. the only game I'm playing right now at the moment is just a mobile mindless game called Eggs, Inc. Eggs, Inc.? Yeah. You just make chickens and sell them, and then that's it. <laughs> you know, it's it sounds like a clicker. Yeah, it's 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 stu it's mindless and repetitive. Like all you do is, you know, it's it's a freemium game. If you want, you can pay for things, but which of course I don't. But you just on my phone, I just hold down a button, make a bunch of chickens. They go into a shack. They fill up the shack. I have to upgrade the shack. I have to upgrade the <laughs> drivers to sell all the eggs, and then I sell my farm and repeat. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, and this is maybe a subject for another another episode. A future episode, but certainly there's there's more than a couple of like uh, mouse only games out there. You know, just like in the same way that you play StarCraft, you could probably play something like uh, Chroma Squad that I was playing a while ago. Have you ever seen that? I have not. Or Millions? What's that one thing? It's like something. Is it we are billions, maybe. Are they are billions? Yeah, yeah, I think. What's his name? Um, I keep on doing this with people. So. Uh, Anyway, Gommel or Brandon, yeah, he has so um, plays that. You know, I have to I have to check him out. Yeah, I need some mind entertainment in between school. But yeah, Chroma Squad is a turn based turn based strategy game that, if you liked Power Rangers back in the day, or even now, <laughs> probably even more now, then you'll probably quite like Chroma Squad because it's very. Uh, very sort of Super Sentai Power Rangers inspired. Hmm. Oh, I wonder if this Doken battle. I wonder if that if that game would be, if that would work for you. I'll have to check them out and then get back to you guys. That could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Because another thing that maybe eventually I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be able to see if we might be able to get this channel to. Well, a little bit, and I think the way that I'm going to probably do that is probably mixing some stream days on it, where um, once we figure out things with Ricky, we might be able to actually, you know, figure out doing some streams in addition to just the podcast, so that way we can reach more people. Totally. Because I'm always interested in doing that. Totally. Yeah, so... I... <laughs> accessible controllers so like you guys um well bill so these days you're still you're using mostly like sort of stock the uh, sort of default manufacturers controllers is that right yeah i mean i haven't really played with many modified controllers i mean obviously i have like i have that hori n64 controller um but really the preferred is the uh I just noticed that the Xbox One controller is it tends to be the most comfortable for me. Um, 
because like keyboard and mouse situations just tire my uh my hand gets crampy hmm. otherwise so i'm just thinking like if anybody's listening to this and they're interested in finding out more about accessible controller options and we haven't somehow provided all the information that they need to get started um I'm thinking maybe in the UK at least special effect would be the place to maybe contact. But where is there in the US? Uh, accessible um, gamers for the US, that's all I know. Well, and there's there are able there is able, able, able gamers, that's it. Yeah, able gamers. Um the main uh not I'm not going to talk ill of them, but I would say that they definitely any extra help that they could get would be definitely appreciated because I know that the demand and their their ability of resource is definitely um, definitely being exhausted for sure. And it's not that it doesn't mean that they don't care. It's not like that. It's just a sure demand versus actual ability to be able to serve everything is is really uh becoming daunting but i i feel like it's something i will continue to support and i do stream on their channel once a week so it's definitely something i'm always trying to talk about and let people know about that hey you know if you want to give money to something um you definitely can definitely check out the able gamers charity it uh it's supposed to help with grants for controllers and that that's something that we were actually trying to do for i know ricky you were trying to do something with that so um I'm going to see, you know, if there's if there's more I can do for them, maybe, or maybe you guys, maybe you guys know someone that could use it, or you want to help in any way, um, just look it up. Heck yeah, everything will be in the dis- yes <laughs> in the description. Yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll we'll go over that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put some links in for sure. Okay, well. Other than that, um, anyone have any final thoughts on controllers or anything they want to get off their chest? I know this is kind of a short episode, but, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's circumstances being as they are, it kind of has to be. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I'd like to have a look into as well is maybe like single button games. That was a thing I saw on a, a game jam a few years ago. The like right. accessibility challenge. And that would be maybe a cool thing to have a look at to see what's available for for people in that sphere. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're quite welcome. <laughs> You're most welcome. But yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, it's, maybe I'd like to see as well at some point have a look into things like uh, voice gaming because we've got all these new... Uh, voice activated devices with things like Hey Siri and uh, Google, what is it, the Google Assistant, and you've got Alexa there listening constantly to all of our secrets. Yeah. It'd be good if we could have a, a you know, I, I'm pretty sure that there's games available. I'm, I'm not pretty sure, I'm certain. There are, there are definitely games available for Amazon Alexa supporting devices. Really? Yeah, yeah. And in fact, it was at like um, it wasn't the last E three, maybe the E three before when they announced the new Skyrim game that they were working on, and they had a little bit at the start of it with like somebody pretending to play a Skyrim game on an Alexa device, and it was just doing the sound effects, and they were saying like use magic or whatever. But there's hmm. 
that's how an actual game could be and as someone sort of maybe more focused on the the site loss area uh, of accessibility um that would be a, a way to play games that would be entirely accessible to people with sight loss. You know, they wouldn't lose anything from the experience from not being able to see anything. So that could be really cool. Yeah. I did a, a quick last thought that you just kind of reminded me of something I remember seeing years ago that I never thought about again until now. There, were, there, was this, uh, there was this blind guy who beat Ocarina of Time by having his friends tell him, like, what to do like he like he kept dying over and over again but he like memorized what where and where like how long he had to hold the joystick down and left right and he memorized the pathways type things hmm. and long enough to be able to beat the entire game of ocarina in time as a total blind guy and that's you just reminded me of that so yeah you do occasionally that's I've, perseverance I've, i saw a video um did you ever see the the, the game bit trip runner it came out like maybe seven or eight, five or six years ago now, but it was one of these like the tune plays and at certain notes it will queue up like obstacles to jump over or duck under. So you're sort of ducking and jumping and dodging all the obstacles to the beat of the tune. And there was a blind guy that played through like the first world, just memorizing the tune, memorizing where he had to jump and duck and things like that and getting through it. Phenomenal. That's so, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Ideally, Games for blind people would be less about memorizing the whole level and more about, you know, um, reacting and thinking about stuff. But it is pretty cool seeing games yeah. that aren't accessible to blind people be sort of finished or still, things like that. Still yeah. being able to tackle the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Alrighty. Well, on that note, unless Bill, you have any final thoughts? No, I just uh, hopefully hopefully I can beat uh, Link's Awakening this evening because uh, yeah, the, the game's pissing me off. Get <laughs> <laughs> on it! All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning into another episode of Wheel Life Problems. You can all, as always, subscribe to us where podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter at Problems Wheel. Tweet at us. Do whatever you do on them tweeters. You can follow me on social media. I'm the Rickles. Bill is at Wheelchair Gamer. And James, you can follow him at James Kyle. Thanks again, and remember to keep it wheel. Also, and this is just a little bit on the end of the podcast here, um, if you're downloading this from somewhere like Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever, and you've got the ability to uh, submit reviews for podcasts, think about giving us a wee five-star review because it really helps um, our searchability and helps us uh, it just Improve. helps us find more people yeah five stars nothing less please <laughs> <laughs> if you vote us one star so help you God well, yeah All yeah. Right. just don't put your name on that review we'll find you it's like, it's like come on guys 500 followers 6,000 subscribers now do it we'll do crazy stuff we'll do crazy stuff no i'm just kidding there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of uh youtubers out there that always do that like we're gonna do some crazy stuff all right anyways um you heard them boys and girls keep it wheel <laughs>